Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-ray may be for? Aaron Coscarelli. How dare you? She's a nice lady! And Scott Seidenberg. The Sportos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. It is The Sharp Edge. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by Aaron Coscarelli and the legend, Brandon Lang. I know it's Pro Bowl week and we're getting ready for the Super Bowl. This is like our early time to to digest and we're going to go through the process and how Brandon, who is just absolutely red hot when it comes to Super Bowls, how he figures out his play coming up on February 2nd. But I got to start the podcast with a Lang-like rant. Yes, Brandon, you're going to be proud of me on this one. And I I texted you guys and I said that there's free money to be had by betting on the Australian Open. Because in the first couple of rounds, just bet the heavy favorites. Parlay them because they don't lose. Barring a historic upset, the heavy favorites, and I'm talking about like Novak Djokovic, who is minus 8,000. Roger Federer, who's minus 1,900. Rafael Nadal, who's minus 3,500. These people don't lose in the first two rounds. And Aaron, you're all over the coverage. You're doing the, the tennis channel work. You know these upsets don't happen. So what do I do? I put in a little 12-leg parlay after I hit a 12-leg parlay the day before. I go 11 of 12 with the one loser, (laughs) Serena Williams, Aaron. And I was texting you during this match, and you could tell that I was so invested into a women's tennis match at 12 o'clock midnight Eastern time (laughs) as I'm sitting here glued to the TV watching Serena lose. I think a lot of people were glued to the TV because this was the perfect match of what we've seen from Serena. She does dig herself sometimes into a hole. And then we see Serena come back with a vengeance and absolutely crush her opponents. And she did that against Wang Chiang of China. And what happened? 56 unforced errors really was, in my opinion, the theme of that match. She just got herself into a deep hole. She came back and yet she just couldn't close. And heading into this tournament, she had a lot of confidence. She had won her first, uh, you know, big tournament in Auckland heading into Australia. The first time she had won a tournament like that since she had her baby in three years. So this was the making of a dramatic match that yes, I think most people would have saw Serena Williams come out of it on top. Brandon, I put in three tennis parlays. The first two I hit, and this one I lost. Of course, this was the one that I actually put the most money on after winning the first two. In total, and I understand that these favorites are like minus 3,000, so you do a 12-team parlay, and you're only getting even money, whatever. In the matches that I chose in three parlays, before the Serena match, I was 41-0. and 41 winners, zero losers. And Serena loses, costing me a twelve-leg parlay. You mess with you mess with chalk. <laughs> play around with chalk. You're gonna get burned by chalk, and you know how I feel about chalk. So there you go. I'm buddy. not even a tennis better. I just this is like I the know. first time I decided to mess around, and it I figured, so hey, the, the first two rounds, why not? Right? 
you texted us in your group text and you felt so good about it, Scott. Like you were so confident. And then all of a sudden it came all crashing down. I'm because sorry. I hit well, the first two. I hit the first well, two on the first you, two days of the tournament. That's what you get back in the day when Charlie Sheen was a client. I gave Charlie a three and Punch me in the face, by bet, the way, Charlie Sheen. He bet, he bet 11 games on his own, went one in 10, and tells me on Sunday night, I love the Blackhawks tonight. So there you go. So, um, good luck with that's that. a true story that's a true story he punched me in the face Wait, at the uh, omnia nightclub in san diego here? it was an accident but he still clocked me in the face oh yep oh, okay. and then he All spent right, and then well. he spent the rest of the night trying to make it up to me like i was his best friend he was probably just worried about getting sued or me calling tmz or something but uh that is you a true know, story i do have photos you didn't even get purposefully get punched in the face by Charlie Sheen. Like it was an accident, really. It was. It was an accident. I turned around after getting hit in the side of the face with a fist, and it's Charlie Sheen grabbing my face with two hands on my cheeks, like he's going to kiss me. And he goes, "Dude, I am so sorry. That was an accident." And Who do you think you were? Yeah, I don't it? know. I, I thought he thought I was somebody. Listen, we were at the Major League Baseball All Star Players Party in San Diego. So there's a lot of important people there. And I was in a VIP area where he was in. So he probably thought I was somebody. I don't know. I don't know who he was trying to hit. Maybe he was just dancing and flailing his arms away. But he clocked me in the side of the face and then spent the next uh, 25 minutes becoming my best friend. Why well, should have should attach yourself to the hit? Went to the went to the after party. I asked him party. where we were going. Uh, first of all, he told me this is exact words. He said, "I live in Sherman Oaks. I don't know any place here in San Diego." I told him I lived in Culver, so we can go out in L.A. And I mentioned the strip club. He said, "Let's go." And then somebody was trying to get a photo of him. That set him off. He grabs the person by the shirt. And says, do you know who the fuck I am? I will end your fucking life. And at that point, a bouncer taps me on the shoulder and gives me the cutthroat sign. Like, like it's over. Like, you know, like you're done. And I was like, yeah, I got to get myself away from this situation. And we left. Mm, Probably smart. That was my night. That was my night with Charlie Sheen. Wow. And yes, and yes, there is photo evidence of this. I think you let's post Let's post it on Twitter because I think the people <laughs> want to see this. Uh, follow Scott on uh, Twitter. I don't know your handle by heart. It's Scott's on air, and there there is the one photo of the twelve photos. There is the one photo that's already on there. So if you search through the media on uh, my Twitter page, you will find it on there. Okay, so that's the Charlie Sheen story. We'll jump back into the pod in just a second, but I want to take a minute and talk to you guys about sleep because the one thing that drives me crazy is when I'm too hot. People think that I'm nuts when I open up the window in the middle of winter because I'd rather be cool than hot. There's nothing worse than being hot when you're trying to sleep. Well, it's my pleasure to introduce to you the pod by 8 Sleep because the pod is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness, combining dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. So what does that mean? Well, if you want to stay cool, you stay cool. Finally, it's about time. For the next week, get $200 off your pod and a free gravity blanket for a total value of $500. Only at 8sleep.com slash pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. 
Now let's get into the Super Bowl story. Super Bowl 54 comes your way February 2nd. Uh, uh, I've been claiming the NFL should push the schedule back and have the Super Bowl President's Day weekend, but that's a story for another day. Uh, Brandon, I got to get into this with you because you have made a career of nailing Super Bowl plays. Mm. You've hit five in a row. I think last time I checked, you were, what, 24 and three? Total in Super Bowls. Did I get that record right? Twenty three and three. Twenty four and three. Twenty four uh, and three. Okay, so so my so my research is sound. So twenty four and three with five straight winners. So going into this week before Super Week, what's the process like now trying to come up with that pick? That's a good question. Well, thanks, Aaron. I do this for Brian, a <laughs> Brian Dawkins told me years ago about this game. Take away the hype. It's just another game on Sunday. And that's how you have to approach it. Um, and so for me, in the conference championship games, you'll see you'll see red flags on both sides when breaking down this matchup. So um, here are the red flags of determining what the right side of the game is and the wrong side of the game is. Because the Super Bowl winner whether it's with the spread or not, whoever wins the game covers the number. Um, so you start with who you think going to win the game and why. So he- here's red flag number one quickly. In the second half against the Green Bay, you know, everybody talks about the San Francisco defense and the San Francisco defense being so great. And I think from that basis, if you like the Niners, you essentially, it comes down to one thing. Now, I I use the analogy of a tree. The base of the tree is rooted, and you go up the tree, and then it goes into a thousand branches. But what's the base of that tree? Okay, well, the base of that tree, if you like the Niners, the base is this. Their front four is going to get to Patrick Mahomes. That's it. There's no other way to look at it, because if they don't, they can't win. Because if their front four can't get to Mahomes, then they have to blitz. Well, you can't play zone behind that blitz. He'll own you. And you can't play man behind that blitz because if you blitz and he happens to escape, you're done. So it's all about their front four getting pressure on Mahomes. Now, the red flag with that is this. When they came out of the locker room to start the third quarter against the Green Bay Packers up 27 nothing, their defensive line, should rush Aaron Rodgers with reckless abandon, caution to the wind. There's no threat of a draw, running play, screen. There's nothing. They have to throw to get back in this game. Rodgers went right through them, touchdown 24-7. They didn't lay a glove on him, a finger on him. Okay, go over the sidelines, regroup. Guys, we kind of took that drive off. Let's let's get our crap together. Niners went right down and scored. Now it's 34-7, and Aaron trots back out. And what's he do? He goes right through. And they don't lay a finger on him again. They onside kick. They don't get it. Niners go three and out. Now you're 34-13. Aaron gets the ball, third and 11. They don't blitz. He hits Adams, who runs right by Sherman. Hi, Richard. We'll see you later. Boom. Touchdown, 34-20. They come out on their next drive. They throw him first down, pick up 15 yards, ignites the drive, kicks covering field goal. Now you're not sweating bullets anymore. The red flag is if you can't get to Aaron Rodgers at home, when you know he has to throw, are you confident on a neutral field away from Frisco they're going to have success against Mahomes? They went on the road against Drew Brees. He scored 46 points. 
how many times they sacked Drew Brees? Zero. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, week 16 at San Francisco, two starters out in the offensive line. Rams put up 31 on the Niners in San Fran. How many times they sacked Jared Goff? Zero. So before you put the cart before the horse and think this Niner defense is just this ungodly defense that stops people, they did not blow out one good team they played all year. And I don't constitute the Vikings or the Packers as good teams because we shouldn't have had Vikings Niners. We should have had the Saints Niners. And we shouldn't have had Green Bay Niners. We should have had Seattle Niners. That's it. Now that's the basis of if you like the Niners, you're basing it on that. Now you can get up that tree and go all kind of different branches to Garoppolo, this, that. But on the Niners side, you don't get pressure on Mahomes. Game over. Now let me flip it real quick. Kansas City. If you like KC, the root of the base of the tree is one thing. They're going to stop the run. If they can't stop the run, game over. Lights out. Niners win. End of story. You can go to Mahomes and this and that, but if their defense can't stop the run, game over. What leads you to believe they're going to? As good as the Rams have looked in the running game. And that's, and that's where I'm at right now. I know which way I'm leaning based on those two things and getting up into the tree. But that's kind of, you know, that's kind of, somebody said to me today, uh, somebody who actually liked the Chiefs, he said, can the Niners, and I ask you guys this question, can the San Francisco and the 49ers blow out the Kansas City Chiefs? No. I'm talking blowout. I'm talking two touchdown win, three touchdown win. No. No. Okay, flipping around. Can the Chiefs blow out the Niners? Absolutely. Yep. And, and that's where you have to be careful in handicapping this Super Bowl, that if they can't run it, and Steve Bagnola, Bagnola showed you in the week he had to prepare for, for Derrick Henry, they stopped the run. However they had to do it, they figured out a way to do it. Now you're giving the guy two weeks on a neutral field, and this is the defensive coordinator that beat the greatest team in NFL history with two weeks to repair, who scored 45 on him at the Meadowlands in a 45-35 win last game of the regular season. And six weeks later in the Super Bowl, he held that Patriot team to 14 points. So that's it. If you think they can stop the run, the Chiefs are going to win this game. If you think that defensive line can show up on the road, and get it done against Mahomes, then you play the Niners. And and it's as simple as that. Okay, can I jump in here? Because I know we're not going to give our, our picks this week. We're going to hold our picks, and we're going to do yep. it for next week. Is that right, Scott? Yep. Yeah, just yeah, uh, some general process thoughts okay. this week. So here's what I'm having a tough time with, because as much as I might seem like I like to argue with you guys, I do like to be on the same page as our expert, Brandon Lang. So, and by the way, does Brandon have a Twitter? Because you should shout it out, Brandon, because I think you obviously on game day have interesting things to say. I can't, I can't have a Twitter. It becomes a negative thread that I just do not want to deal with. Most people will, will deal with the trolls and the hate and the venom. I, I, I tend to take the stance of, listen, I want things to stay positive. And I don't need to deal with the negative bullshit. There's enough negative bullshit out there to begin with. I'm not going to, I'd rather have them hide behind username and the forms and have their field day. You're not, you're not going to do it in a public setting. I don't listen. I like where I'm at in life. 
I don't need Twitter and Instagram. It may be costing me money in the long run, but my daughter's 10 right. years old and, and she's, she's internet savvy. I don't need her reading haters going mm. on about her dad. And that's because as exactly. Brandon Lang, as Brandon Lang has, has said many times and has educated me on it as a person, a handicapper that gives out picks, you can never win enough to supply the demand because there will always be somebody right brandon that comes in at the end of a winning streak and you'll yeah, never hey, be able to satisfy and, everybody yep there's always gonna be haters so Profile, this is because you guys both as you know could uh for brandon at the very least make a lot of money on uh, the social media game but anyways i digress Hey guys, you want to make a bet on the Super Bowl? Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie, one of the most trusted sports book in the industry. They got the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. So if you got a problem, they'll help you with it right away. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. So it's simple. If you deposit $2K, you're going to get an extra $1K in free money to play with, or however much you deposit, you're going to get half that as a bonus. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Okay. So what I was saying, I like to be on the same page with Brandon. Here's what I'm struggling with. Okay. Because the Chiefs may have, in my opinion, the game's most impactful player, obviously, in Patrick Mahomes. But in my opinion, and Andy Reid, but in my opinion, I don't feel like they are the most complete team because the 49ers, as we saw last week, they're doing it with a quarterback who completed six passes in the NFC Championship game and threw only 208 yards in their two playoff games combined. Raheem Mostert, obviously 220 yards, four touchdowns against the Packers. I understand the Chiefs have the third best run defense did it against Derrick Henry. <clears throat> However, the Packers are still a top 10 run D. What I struggle with is keeping the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands is a recipe for success, controlling the clock. And I know Kyle Shanahan is a master at doing that. They are going to run the rock. They are going to try to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands and maintain that run game, which obviously, as we've seen, they have a three-headed monster. If Raheem Mostert can't do it, Breida can do it, Coleman can do it if, if uh, Breida doesn't uh, fumble the ball. But what is the other concerning part for me is the Niners' D-line featuring first-round picks in D4. By the way, formerly a chief. Solomon Thomas, DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead. Oh, did I forget Nick Bosa? They are a fast and aggressive defensive front, possibly the best right now in the NFL. I'm just concerned. I don't, I'm not saying what I think. I'm just concerned with those two points, controlling the clock and aggressively attacking. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, that that might be the recipe they need to beat the Chiefs. So that's how I'm feeling coming into this. This is not my pick. I just, that's what's yeah. concerning me. Sure. Here's, what's, here's sure. what's screwing me up a little bit. Um, oh. Last week, the Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans made a concerted effort to not let Patrick Mahomes dominate that game. 
He wound up doing it because not many people are going to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes. But as the Tennessee Titans dropped back into their zone coverages and and tried to take care of Tyreek Hill and and Travis Kelsey, who only had three catches, by the way, what did Andy Reid do? Damian Williams carried the ball 17 times. 17 times. They ran the ball right down the Titans' throat. There was that one drive where it was Damian Williams and then Mahomes running the ball. They had seven straight plays that were, I mean, two of them were were Mahomes' runs, so they weren't design runs. They had five straight designed runs, but they had seven straight plays that were on the ground. And that's the part that's messing me up because – if that's what if if the Niners are going to start to pressure Mahomes and try and take away the pass game, all of a sudden the Chiefs have found a rushing game that gives them just another dynamic going into this one. So that's what that's well, what I'm dealing with. I would just say this to I'll address that with you, Scott. I'll say this to Aaron: the sack numbers that the Niners have isn't supported by the hype of their D line. Mm. So go when we get off the podcast. Little, little assignment for you. Go look at their sack numbers away from home against good teams. Mm. Because also, the, also, I will tell they, you this: they, 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 they get the hype. Uh-huh. They get all the hype of being great, but their sack numbers don't support that. That's for and here's what here's what's ironic: the Chiefs' defense. So, actually a little bit ranked higher than the 49er defense. And not many people um, are giving the, the uh, Chiefs credit for their defensive play. No, all, I've heard, all I've heard this this week is... Well, they, is look at what they did to not, Derek last week. That's what's the most yeah. phenomenal to me, in my opinion, is 69 rushing yards, a touchdown. They kept Derrick Henry in check. What the... And Chris Jones yeah, so, being back healthy is a huge ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's it. Listen, it's an unbelievable matchup. It's why the game is a near pick 'em. Um, it, it essentially comes down to Steve Magnolia stopping Steve Spagnola stopping the running game of <laughs> of Spagoli. So, yeah, I don't know. I just watched Fast Times with Maha like two weeks ago. I think that's why um, stopping their running game, and it comes down to the D line getting after Patrick Mahomes, and that's it. And you have to figure out what you're comfortable with. Um, in in rolling into next week, I I don't know right now. I mean, I, yep. I the, the 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 Titans made me a ton of money, um, in the first two rounds as my best bet, and then I jumped over to the Niners on last Sunday as the best bet. So both teams made me money in these playoffs, and I think either side of the game that you use, there's a there's a an argument supporting your side. Yes. You just have to ask yourself the question, and this goes to anybody listening to this podcast um, and you too, what you're most comfortable being on when you sit down and watch that game on Sunday. What what makes the most sense to you? What what does the eye test tell you? What in you know, there's so many hence the reason why a line maker in Vegas put this line at one, one and a half and basically threw it out there and said general public you go ahead and have a good time. Listen, they made it easy for me the last two years. Last mm. two years, I had the winner as soon as conference championships. With the Eagles plus four and a half over the Patriots. Worst defense Belichick ever took to a Super Bowl. You give me more than three with Doug Peterson and the Red Hot Eagles, I was all over it. And then last year, it came down to one thing. Jared Goff versus Bill Belichick. And I'll take Bill yeah. Belichick, who had some insane record of he was 11-2 and two versus quarterbacks who had been in the year three years or less. 
Uh, the two losses were to who? Joe Flacco, and I can't, for the life of me, I can't think of who the other one. Oh, Mark Sanchez was the other one. Um, those are the only two, and I said, you know what, if, if Jared Goff is number three, so be it. I'll roll the dice with Bill Belichick, bought it down to two and a half, and, you know, ugly game, but they got it done 13-3. So Vegas made it easy for me. Yeah. This year, they're driving me nuts because I went to bed last night. I was all in on Chiefs, and then I read something this morning about, about Shanahan and, and their offense and just how they're clicking right now and how healthy they're, and I'm like, man – if they're able to run it, it's it's lights out. And Aaron, you made a great point. It's it's if they're able to run it, control the clock, and and limit how many possessions Mahomes gets. Well, then each possession when they take the field is magnified and intensified from a pressure standpoint to execute when you know they're keeping the ball away from us. Hence, the, you want you want a reference. Go back to the Giants Buffalo Bills yeah. Super Bowl when when the Giants, how long was that drive? Fourteen minutes, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so this is this is a tough one, but uh, you know, it's uh, well. That's why this these are our early thoughts, and we will come with an official uh, pick from each of us on next week's episode. But these is these are our early thoughts, our process into coming together to to finalize a pick, right, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know in your gut what you feel, and uh, you know, there's those three little words that I like to say, as cliche as they sound, but defense wins championships so <laughs> i say 49ers come into this game with a stronger defense in terms of front middle back um and they might be able to stop patrick mahomes but this is not my pick guys this may not be my we pick. get it we get it next week we'll see uh, I, <laughs> all right i just i just the last thing i want to leave everybody with Hey guys, you want to make a bet on the Super Bowl? Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie, one of the most trusted sportsbook in the industry. They got the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. So if you got a problem, they'll help you with it right away. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. So it's simple. If you deposit two k you're going to get an extra one k in free money to play with, or however much you deposit, you're going to get half that as a bonus. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. I wish people would stop saying 49ers great defense. They're a good defense. They're not a great defense. Ray Lewis and the Ravens that beat Kerry Collins and the New York Giants were a great defense. I assure you, Ray Lewis would not let a rookie quarterback run for over 100 yards, not let a rookie quarterback score 21 and 26 points in the two meetings against you. He wouldn't allow Jared Goff and the Rams to come into, come into his house, Raven Stadium, and put up 31. So let's, let's, let's bring them off the pedestal, because this is driving me crazy when everybody says how great this defense is. When we're done with this podcast, go look at the Niners' schedule. Just go look at their schedule. Look who they played. They were 4-12 and last year, so they benefited from having a weaker schedule based on that 4-12 and record. And then look at the quarterbacks they have played. So just work off that platform before we call them a great defense because it's driving me nuts watching all this coverage about how great they are on the defense. If you're a great defense, you don't let Jared Goff come into your house and score 31 in a game that they probably should have beat you. No, no. Hmm. Not your house. I could see if it was L.A. I get that. 
and I can see if it was September or October. I get that. But this was week 16 in your house. They had two receivers over 100 yards on that secondary. So well, now I'm, now I'm now I'm conf- now I'm all messed up, Brandon, because literally the dogs are barking, and now it's telling me to bet the underdog because the dogs are barking. That, that's it's a exactly, sign. Listen, I called I, I called the VA, the the, the eight hundred VA number to uh, go over my benefits, and the lady answers the phone, and I said, "Where are you today?" And she goes, "Well, I, I, you're calling. We're in Kansas." Oh, that's a sign. That's you know that's a you know that's a that's a sign. I have five dogs. I have five dogs. We put doggy treats in front of the San Francisco 49ers uh, sign, and we put doggy treats in front of the Chiefs sign. And all five dogs, you know, sitting in front could go left or right. Right. They went to the Chiefs. Sorry, guys. Every single one. All five dogs. So all right. no, Aaron. We said we said that was a sign. We said we said the dogs barking is a sign to bet the underdog. My, my, we just did an addition to the house. The inspector is here. We never know what time they're coming. And yes, my three dogs go bonkers whenever I have a guest. <laughs> I have to sign yep. off. I will give you my picks next week. I yes. love you yep. both. And I will see you soon. <laughs> Take guys. care. All right, Brandon, be well. All right. Well, there you have it. Does the dog barking make you change your thoughts? We're going to get into some prop bets next week. There's so many props. We'll go through a whole list of them. We'll give you our favorite prop bets that we're going to be picking. And then we'll also give you our official selections for Super Bowl 54, the Chiefs and the 49ers. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from. You definitely want to make sure that you subscribe because you're going to get next week's episode downloaded directly to your phone as soon as it's out. For Brandon Lang and Aaron Coscarelli, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll talk to you next week. 2020, a new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address ziprecruiter.com slash begin that's ziprecruiter.com slash b-e-g-i-n ziprecruiter.com slash begin ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube